Hey, thanks for joining us for Clear Lodge Living Well. I have my friend with me, Holly Jeffrey from the ACE Institute, and I'm just going to let her self-introduce and tell us a little bit about the heart behind the mission and the organization and why she got into this. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I'm Holly Jeffrey. I am from the Jackson area, originally from North Mississippi, and um, I'm the founder of ACE Institute. Uh, an organization that I created this year in 2020 in the middle of a crazy pandemic. Yes. Uh, but it's something that the Lord really put on my heart. Back in the day when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, I knew that social work was what God was calling me into. I was from a small town, Bruce, Mississippi at the time, and I um, was looking for a job right out of college. Looked everywhere, couldn't find anything. And one day prayed for a job and said, God, you know, put me where you want me to be. And he opened the door for me to work for Child Protection Services. The crazy thing about that is that I did not apply with Child Protection Services. They did not have an application with my name and phone number on it. But one day I got a phone call from them offering me a job. So when you pray for something and God puts that in your lap, you say, okay. Um, and so I was, I had always been afraid to work there. Um, I'd heard all the stories in college, but um, because I knew that God had put that in my lap, that that was something that I needed to be obedient about doing. And it's turned into this passion of mine that child abuse and neglect and human trafficking and these victims and the lifelong consequences of what happened to them. And through the years as I worked for Child Protection Services, I just saw all of these survivors struggling to thrive. I saw the problems within the child welfare system of the difficulty of finding adoptive homes for children who were not able to be reunified with their, their families. And I saw children lingering in foster care. And, and I didn't understand fully why these children were struggling so much. I knew a little bit about trauma, being in the child welfare system, going through a social work program. I had never been taught about adverse childhood experiences. I'd never heard that there was a study that had been done on, on what we call adverse childhood experiences, which is what ACEs stands for. I, I knew that there was something else that these children and these families needed as a young worker, but I didn't know how to help them. And so eventually I, um, the agency asked a lot of us to go back and get our master's degrees. If we were going into um, areas of management with an organization, I'd go back and get my master's degree. i learn a little bit more. But again, I still didn't have an in-depth knowledge of how trauma in, in childhood really affects brain development and how it has all of these lifelong consequences. I got the opportunity around 2012 to go through the Mississippi College Trauma-Informed Practices Program, which is a year-long program that talks a lot about ACEs and, and what the child trauma does to a child's brain. It was just a light bulb moment for me, and it made so much more sense to me now all the behaviors that I was seeing in the children all the behaviors that I was seeing in their parents. And it, it just, it made me sad that as a frontline worker, I did not know all the things I needed to know to be able to help the children. So as a frontline worker, there was a lot of blaming and shaming on my part towards my clients, towards the children, because I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why the treatment didn't work. I didn't understand why the medication didn't work. I didn't understand why we kept seeing these behaviors. I began to get this understanding of complex trauma. Got to um, look at all these alternative forms of intervention and ways to prevent adverse childhood experiences. And so God just really put on my heart that there's there's 
there's more that we can do to help these children thrive. A lot of them were aging out of foster care and they're homeless and they're in prison and they're experiencing early death through suicide or drug overdoses. And so their outcomes are not always good and positive. There was a story after I left Child Protection Services, I went and worked with the Children's Advocacy Centers where they have the multidisciplinary team model where it's all about making sure that we not only get justice for the children, but they have this holistic group of professionals that are trying to uh, restore the victims uh, emotionally and medically and spiritually as well. And so the whole premise of that program is to make sure that we are getting them to a place where they can thrive. There was a story that came out of Texas that broke my heart because it, it was a child who had been caught up in, in human trafficking and she had been rescued. They were able to prosecute her offenders so if she got justice and she got safety, uh, which is part of that multidisciplinary team model, right, where she was returned to her parents. But two years later, after she's rescued, she commits suicide. And it just hit me that we have to make sure that all the links in the chain are there, that we are doing everything we can to, she was, she was, she survived what happened to her, but we missed the mark on the thriving. And so um, my goal with ACE Institute is, is really three parts and it's, and it's based on scripture. I knew that God was calling me to be a helper. And that comes from Isaiah 58, where he, um, and I'm going to read this to you because this is, this, yeah. you know, it, it was important to me. This is God talking to his people. He says, I don't want your fake religion, you know, where you say fancy words and you go to church. I want you to actually do something. I want you to free those who are wrongly imprisoned. And I want you to lighten the burdens of those who work for you. I want you to uh, let the oppressed go free, and I want you to remove the chains that bind people. I want you to share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless and give clothes to those who need them, and don't hide from relatives who need your help. I want you to remove the heavy yoke of oppression. I want you to help other people. And then verse 10, he says, and then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as the moon. And so to me, like that scripture says, I want you to be a light to these these people who are oppressed, these people who have chains. And when I think about children who have experienced trauma, um, whether it's child abuse and neglect, or maybe they lost a parent to an illness or death, um, where the, you know whether they were maybe in a um, like we have a hurricane coming and they experienced that trauma of losing their homes. Um, Trauma can really impact children in a way where they are the ones who have these chains around them, the shame, the blame, the guilt, the the fear. Part of what I feel like God's called me to do is to be that person in Isaiah 58 where I'm trying to be a light in somebody else's life that has experienced these traumas. And then the second part of ACE Institute is about not just being a light to rescue them so that they're surviving, but to get them to thriving. God's heart for us is for us to be light and restoration. Mm-hmm. That we, who are the helpers and the thrivers, because a lot of us helpers have experienced that child trauma, but some God has gotten us to the point where we're thriving. So how do we help other people thrive as well? And so from Isaiah 61, he says he wants to give us a crown of beauty for our ashes. He wants to restore double what was taken from us. I don't want them to just survive. I want them to be able to thrive. And that's really 
what ACE Institute was about. All of my experiences, I have 18 years of experience in child abuse, neglect, and child welfare, and working with trauma victims. And, and for me, it's not just about preventing this from happening. It's not just about intervening and, and helping them survive what happened but taking it to that next step so that they can thrive. And like you, Holly, as a professional in this field, working with victims of domestic violence and dating violence, stalking, I learned about ACEs kind of midway through this career. And I was like, where's this knowledge been? And like you, I also see many other professionals who struggle with seeing those underlying issues and those warning signs or disclosure statements that might just seem trivial. But in fact, they're the mushroom fruit on top of a whole myriad of other issues going on. And we need to learn how to ask those right questions up front. Um, I'm really happy that some of our local hospitals have been integrating some of those crucial questions in their intake process. They'll even ask parents to step out of the room and ask the children questions without the guardian present. I applaud that. I know some parents may be angry about it, but I think that's a wonderful first step in the right direction because that's how you learn truth. If the child patient feels comfortable enough to disclose to their doctor, I don't feel safe at home or mom and daddy just lost their job because of coronavirus and they fight all the time. And sometimes I can't sleep at night and I don't do well at school because I have nightmares. There you go. That ball is starting to roll and the interventions can start to happen because of a simple question. How's everything at home? How are you dealing with life through coronavirus? Or even after coronavirus, how are things at home? How is school? What do your grades look like right now? Why are you struggling with that? Can you tell me a little bit more? Simple questions, open-ended like that. 